Uh, I feel like it was a good all-around game. Um, that's a tough matchup. He's a great player. Um, his ability is like no other. I haven't played against anybody like that. So I feel like you just have to stick to the game plan, be there, make him shoot the shots that um, our defense wanted him to shoot. And if he hits it, then um, you got to live with it. I feel like I was solid. I was in front of him, and I think he hit a shot over me where I was like, wow, okay, that's, that's just straight ability. But I think I could have done a better job just boxing him out, being a little bit more physical. And, um, yeah, just, just hitting him first because his, his arms are so long. Hey, Rip City. This is Nasir Little, and it's time to open the briefcase with Casey Hodor. Greetings, Blizzard fans, and welcome to The Briefcase, episode 49 of The Briefcase. I am your host, Casey Holdall, and that was Trailblazers forward Jabari Walker discussing playing against Victor Wimbanyama, the 7-4 rookie who was selected by the Spurs with the first overall pick of the 2023 NBA draft. Despite being a full head shorter than Wimbanyama, Walker, who the Trailblazers selected with the second-to-last pick of the 2022 draft, more than held his own, posting 13 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals in 28 minutes, versus the Spurs and Wembenyama. Wemby had himself a game as well, posting 27 points, 12 rebounds, 3 blocks in just under 27 minutes. Though behind the performance of Walker, Michael DeVoe, and Wap Reith, the 12 Blazers came away with an 85-80 victory versus the Spurs Sunday night in their second summer league game at Thomas Mack Arena on the campus of UNLV. We'll consider Portland's performance thus far in Las Vegas, the free agent signings of Jeremy Grant and Matisse Thibel, and hear from both Scoot Henderson and Chris Murray on this edition of the briefcase. Not that wins and losses really matter all that much at Summer League, but after two games, the Trailblazers are 1-1 in Las Vegas with at least three more games to play before escaping the desert. Portland led almost the entirety of their 2023 Las Vegas Summer League opener Friday night versus the Houston Rockets, but late game mistakes and execution left the door open for Jabari Smith Jr. to hit a buzzer-beating three-pointer to hand the Trailblazers a 199 loss in front of a sold-out crowd at Thomas & Mack Arena Friday night. But again, while repeating as Summer League champs would have been a nice story, wins aren't really the point at Summer League. What is important is getting a first look of what might be in store this season for incoming rookies and seeing how much, if any, returning players have improved in a setting that allows for more freedom for young players than an NBA regular season typically allows. So in that regard, the Trailblazers' first game was a success. Shaden Sharp posted 21 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks in 32 minutes, Jabari Walker, the star of Portland's 2023 Summer League, posted a double-double of 15 points, 10 rebounds to go with 3 assists and a steal in 22 minutes. As for the rookies, Ryan Rupert, who missed the first few days of Summer League practice, logged 2 assists and a rebound in 14 minutes, while Chris Murray started and put up 10 points, 2 rebounds, and a steal in 22 minutes. And then there was Scoot Henderson, who looked great right out of the gate hitting his first shot and generally looking every bit like the elite prospect he's been billed as since joining the G League Ignite right out of high school. But unfortunately, Scoot's night was cut short as he suffered a right shoulder injury after taking a shot from Jabari Smith Jr. on a drive to the basket in the third quarter. He would not return, though he still managed to post 15 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds, and a steal in 21 minutes. So let's go ahead and hear from Scoot about his summer league debut and that injury to his right shoulder, which doesn't seem like it's all that serious, but serious enough to get an MRI. I think I played pretty smooth. Uh, I know it's areas I definitely need to improve on. Uh, just just little things in my game where I think I could really perfect and master. But, um, you know, first game, so got a lot to do, got a lot of work. What do you take away from that first shot, getting that kind of out of the way? Uh, I mean, that's just what I do. You know, I get to my spots and, you know, I, his shots. So 
uh, just to get that out the way, you know, especially just hit my first shot, kind of got my, my jitters out the way. But, uh, you know, I love the crowd there, you know, just being back in Vegas, super dope. So, yeah. Do you what? feel like you're kind of built for, for spotlights? Uh, definitely. I definitely do think I'm just uh, just built to, to be myself in, in times like that where people can really crumble. And uh, I think times like that just just bring the best out of me, honestly. So, you know, I love, like, you know, big lights and huge stages. Uh, it's like a movie. And, uh, you know, I played in one, so I think I'm pretty solid. What happened to your shoulder? Um, went up for the dunk, and Jabari kind of came down on, on the shoulder pretty hard, but uh, we're still looking to see what's going on. How did you feel like uh, you did creating for others? Obviously, you guys haven't been together for a whole lot of time, so I can imagine that might be a little difficult, particularly in a run. Nah, I mean, no? <laughs> point guard position, like, that's just, I've been playing point guard my whole life, so um, even if we are new, but I feel like, you know, I've been with these guys for a week, but it's, it's feel like a month, you know, just how, how well we gel together, especially at the practices, how well we compete together, compete against each other, and the fact that we went out there and competed last night and yesterday, uh, it kind of just felt like it, it was supposed to be. You know, I'm able to get my teammates open, able to, you know, that's what I do. I, I get to the paint and I spray, but... I think it was just fun. It's fun to be out there playing against another team, trying to really go out there next and uh, not each other. So, you doing extra film work with the coaches afterwards. What what are you kind of taking away from good, bad, everything else between? I think just pick up points more, uh, picking the ball up even more. You know, that, that's something that I think I could really improve on. Um, just my personality and, and the player I am. I think I could you know use a little bit more energy on that, um, attacking the basket even more. You know, just, just always making sure I'm finding my teammates, getting getting uh, everybody else going, you know, and just a whole bunch of other things. But those are the kind of key points. How was it playing with Shaden for the first time in the game? Played with him in practice, but in the game, it, it, was, it was fun. It was fun. Definitely to see him hit hit some big shots, um, seeing him go off in the locker room. So uh, it, it was fun to watch everybody play. You know, Jabari, John, the whole team. We, we, we was there, we was present, and we was able to compete. You know, so super dope. What do you think of Baji? Baji, Baji's a dog, man. He he always got my back. You know, somebody get past me, he, I already know I got somebody back there with an anchor that's gonna protect the paint. So, you know, a lot of respect for Baji and 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 Wap and everybody else um, on the team. So, uh, we we got a lot to, a lot of work to do, but I feel like we get off to a good start. So there you go. Scoot Henderson after practice on Saturday discussing his summer league debut and that shoulder knock. Henderson, as I mentioned, did undergo an MRI, and while the team didn't release any details about the results, he did miss Portland's game on Sunday, though he's still listed as day-to-day, leaving open the possibility that he plays again in Las Vegas. The same goes for Keon Johnson, who dislocated his finger after breaking his finger at the end of last season after playing just a minute in Portland's summer league debut. Feel really bad for Keon. The guy just cannot seem to catch a break, no pun intended. I'm not sure exactly if the dislocation was on the finger that he broke, but it's understandable why they would take such precautions either way. He also missed Portland's second game at the Las Vegas Summer League, but is also listed as day-to-day, so he could be reevaluated at some point, perhaps a chance to play again for Keon. Really hope he's able to get back out there. He just hasn't had an opportunity to show what he can do in a stretch where he's completely healthy. I hope this isn't something for Keon going forward. It has to be incredibly frustrating for him, especially as a young player. You want to come out, show what you can do, but sometimes the body just doesn't allow you to do that.
So with both Henderson and Johnson out, Michael DeVoe got the start on Sunday versus the Spurs and really took advantage of the opportunity. The former Georgia Tech guard who spent the last season with the Ontario Clippers in the G League posted a game-high 29 points along with 5 assists, 2 rebounds, and 2 steals to lead the Blazers to an 85-80 victory versus Wemby and the Spurs. With San Antonio charging hard late, DeVoe canned a pull-up three-pointer with a minute and a half to play to help tilt the scales in Portland's favor. DeVoe's scoring was a requirement for the Blazers Sunday night as only two other players cracked double figures. As noted in the intro, Jabari Walker put up another double-double while doing a more than admirable job defending Victor Wembanyama. And Wap Reith, who impressed during workouts in Portland and so far during Portland's run in Las Vegas, added 13 points, 9 rebounds, an assist, and a block in 20 minutes. Shaden Sharp went just 4 of 18 from the field, but managed to get involved in other ways, posting 9 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, and a block in 35 minutes. Rian Rupert had a much better game Sunday than he did on Friday, acting as a disruptor on the defensive end while logging 6 points, 2 rebounds, and 2 steals in 11 minutes while also getting bragging rights versus his fellow French countrymen. Chris Murray had a bit of a quieter night though, going scoreless in 17 minutes, though he did log 4 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal in 17 minutes. So let's go ahead and hear from Chris Murray, who I had a chance to sit down with for a bit after Saturday's practice. Chris talked about how he came to basketball, growing up in Cedar Rapids, taking a year off to focus on basketball before going to Iowa, some of the things he's into off the court, his first foray at Summer League, and his plans once the games wrap up here in Las Vegas next week. So Chris, um, first off, how did basketball come into your life? When did it become a, an important part of your life? I mean, it kind of always has been. Uh, my dad played University of Iowa uh, from 92 to 96, so we've always kind of been around basketball. Um, I played a lot of sports growing up, though. Uh, so I was, I was pretty. I lived a pretty balanced life. Um, but I really started focusing on basketball till in like eighth grade. That's when I kind of quit every other sport and just wanted to play basketball. Like that was my biggest thing. And um, I mean, I'm, it's been all, it's been a part of my life, and I think I'm, I'm glad it has been because um, I got to experience a lot of different things, and um, I'm grateful for that. Growing up in a basketball family, like is there is there a pressure there? I imagine in some respect it's, it's supportive as well. Yeah, like, my dad was he was four year star at Iowa, so um, there could be pressure. So, but so a pretty good player. Yeah, 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 he's a good player. McDonald's all American, but I really didn't feel any pressure. Like when I committed to Iowa or anything, and just like following it in his footsteps, I knew that. Well, it kind of helped too because I was with Keegan, mm-hmm. and we're, we kind of went on the same journey together, and um, we really helped each other each other along the way. So I definitely think there wasn't a ton of pressure at all. I think it was more supportive than anything. My dad's been really supportive. Um, does a little more he does less coaching now he's more of a supportive father um and keegan he's he's good too um so definitely i don't think i don't feel a lot of pressure especially now to keegan's having success my dad had success in college and um i'm having success so i mean it's just something you, you gotta cheer for absolutely what was it like growing up in cedar rapids yeah um uh, there's not a ton in iowa but it's it's I, I feel like it's one of the best states just because um you can really focus on what you want to do i think cedar rapids was a great hometown for me um it kind of has a little bit of everything that you want to do and uh made it made a lot of friends down there um i think that, that'll always be home for me no matter where i'm at and i uh, got a lot of family ties there and uh family still lives there it's just it's just a really really great city and um my high school was really good and just kind of supported me and, and everything that i do to this day well because people kind of say that about portland sometimes they're like you know like it's a place where you know if you really want to focus on on basketball Portland gives you some of those options because, you know, it's maybe maybe not the, the wildest nightlife out there. So I wonder if, if, I mean, you've only been in town for a few days, but if you wonder if you've seen any similarities there. It is, yeah. I mean, you got like you got like the main downtown, then you got the suburbs around it. And I think um, 
that, that's kind of where the similarities are in Cedar Rapids and Portland's obviously not even close to the same, but um, <laughs> it's a lot more scenic here. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where I drew, drew the similarities. It's a place where you can really focus on basketball and um, just just get better. Um, what uh, what led your decision to to do a post grad year or post high school year? Um, because I think obviously, you know, that, that's a little bit different for for players, particularly guys who, who make the NBA. Yeah, um, so I, I had a really late growth spurt in high school. I grew six inches going to my junior year, then two inches going to my senior year. So didn't have a ton of recruitment at all. Had one Division one offer, but that was about it. And um, just kind of wanted to go somewhere where I could grow my game even more because I knew that I was, that I was a year away from kind of getting my skill set to come up with my, with my height that I had now. So I think that year definitely helped me. I committed pretty early in the process and um, was able to just focus the last six months just on basketball and just uh, lifting um, my skill set, helping other guys get to college. Um, I think that that was a really good experience for me. It was probably the best decision I could have made. Awesome. Uh, and how would you how would you describe your, your time at Iowa? It was really good. It was definitely a learning experience. I think every year I had a different role and I had to learn. Um, so I think I had really good veterans too around me throughout my, throughout my years at Iowa that helped me just get better every single year. And um, I think when you have that, it was, it was a really good situation for me and how I play the game. And um, I think just taking that next step every year and um, gaining more confidence in my game and knowing my role early on in the process of every single year, I think that that helped me have success. Awesome. Uh, your first few weeks as a pro, how do you feel like it's gone so far for you? Yeah, definitely a lot of learning experiences. I think that's the biggest thing for me is just. Um, I got, got a lot of coaches around me, just guys who are, um, just want to get me better. And I think that's kind of just what I'm taking away is that um, I'm not going to be perfect. I can't expect excellence in practice every single day or, or in our games. And um, just kind of take it with a grain of salt and just learn from it um, and just correct those mistakes um, next practice or next game. And in that same regard, uh, first game, obviously it didn't maybe turn out results-wise like the way you would have liked, but how do you feel like you performed uh, individually at least? Yeah, I felt like I mean, there was no nurse for me going to that sure. game. Um, I was kind of excited just to be able to play against different guys. But it was a really cool experience. I mean, I just kind of sunk it in. And I thought I, I played pretty well. I mean, just had to be active defensively, rebound, do the little things, um, get to the right spots on offense. That's kind of what I was focused on. I did, thought I did a good job of that, but it was obviously things that I can work on and just get better get better for the next game. Uh, I saw your, your brother was sitting courtside as well. It must have been cool for I mean, you've seen him play at least for one year professionally. Now, now he gets to see you play professionally. Yeah, it was cool. I think that's that's the second game he's seen me play in like the last year. He saw me at, at Northwestern um, earlier this year, but yeah, it's the second game. So it was, it was cool to see him in the crowd and support me. Um, yeah, he'll be here all week and um, we'll probably be at every single one of my games. So it's definitely cool just to be able to sh- uh, share my experience with him and him having sex that I did last year and just being able to support me. I think that's really cool. Uh, what would what would you think would be a successful summer league for you and for the team? I think for us it's just um, obviously getting wins is important, but I think just guys to kind of f- like find their roles uh, pretty early on, just get better every single game. Um, there's a lot of things that we ha- we need to work on um, going to the next game. I think that uh, just correcting those mistakes is just a step up because we're I mean, we, we got we've been together for what like a week, so um, just kind of getting those getting those nicks, um, just getting better. Um, just every every single person we're gonna be playing with different guys every single game, playing against different people, different sky reports, and just be able to take those in and um, just be prepared. What are some of the things off the court that you like to do? Kind of, uh, you know, when, when Chris has, has got an off day, kind of what, what are some of the things you're doing? Yeah, on an off day, uh, you'll probably see me on a golf course, um, more than likely. Uh, golfing, um, like taking my dog for walks, um, hanging out with her. Uh, I'm a big movie guy, uh, Marvel movies. Uh, usually once a year, I, I watch them all back in order. Oh, no kidding. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty low maintenance. Don't, don't do a ton, but you'll, I mean, more than that, you'll see me on a golf course. 
Now I feel like a red uh, golden retriever. Yeah, uh, she's a red golden retriever, so she's she's not super fluff like fluffy, but uh, she has and she's tons of energy, uh, and she's been great. I've had her for a little over a year. Uh, what's her name? Indy. Indy. Yeah, I named so we won the Big Ten championship um, in Indianapolis, and I got her like a couple weeks after that. So then we just named her Indy after after that. Awesome. Yeah. I'm a big dog, dog guy myself, so I, I like to hear other guys doing that as well. Um, have you thought about kind of what you're going to do after summer league yet? Like, if you thought about you're going to take some time, or you're going to go back to Iowa, or you're going to sit down in Portland? Have you really kind of thought about maybe what's next before you go into training camp? Yeah, um, obviously we'll probably take some time off. I think go on vacation after this uh, with my family. Haven't been able to do that in a, in a really long time, so we got the opportunity to do it now. So I think we're, we'll do that, and then. Um, just get in the gym after that and just get to work and um obviously i want to be prepared for training camp so i'm gonna do whatever it takes just kind of get ready for that um get good conditioning um get stronger uh, work on different things um, just get ready for the season great stuff there from chris appreciate the time also the only place you're going to find out about rookies dog names is right here on the briefcase looking forward to seeing what chris can do for the remainder of summer league which continues on Tuesday for the Trailblazers with a tilt versus Brandon Miller, the second overall pick, and the rest of the Charlotte Hornets. Tip-off for that game is scheduled for 5.30 p.m. on NBA TV, as I mentioned, on Tuesday. Real quickly here, moving on from young players to veterans, the Trailblazers officially signed Jeremy Grant on Sunday to a new free agent contract reportedly worth upwards of $130 million over the next five seasons. And while they haven't officially announced that they have matched the offer tendered by the Dallas Mavericks to restricted free agent Matisse Thibel, the team has scheduled a press conference with Joe Cronin, Chauncey Billups, Grant, and Thibel for Monday afternoon here in Las Vegas. So you can pretty much assume that that signing will be made official soon, perhaps by the time you listen to this podcast. We'll cover those signings and likely hear from Cronin, Grant, and Thibel on the next edition of The Briefcase, though Brooke Olsendam and I will be giving our thoughts on bringing back Jeremy Grant and Matisse on the next edition of The Blazers Balcony, so check your podcast feeds for a new edition sometime on Monday. I might not be able to talk about The Briefcase on The Blazers Balcony, but I can talk about The Balcony on The Briefcase. You've got no power over me on this podcast, Brooke. And that will do it on this edition of The Briefcase. As I mentioned, I'll be in Las Vegas for a few more days, and with at least three more games to play, some free agency cleanup, and unresolved questions about Damian Lillard's future, we'll have plenty to go over on the next edition, so consider subscribing to The Briefcase and to The Blazers Balcony if you haven't already. So until then, thank you for joining me on this edition of The Briefcase. We'll talk again soon. Take care no matter where you're at, but especially if you're still in Las Vegas. Hope to see you at the games. Go Blazers. Go Blazers.